a little bit of the bubbly. Give me a hell yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. I am your host, Matt Weinstein. Joining me, the big homie, Mark Sanger, and the modern-day Klimaraja, Chris Klimazewski. Boys, a lot of wrestling in the rear view. What's going on? Matt, I told you you have to call me by my new nickname, The Stone. Matt made it very clear he will never call you that. It was super clear. It was a, it's a bad, self-appointed nickname. Chris <laughs> wants to be known as The Stone. It's horrible. You will never be referred to the, as The Stone as long as I live. Wow. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's just the Walmart version of The Rock. You know, The Rock, The Stone. If you smell, if you taste. The people's elbow, the people's chest. Like, come on. Like, it's, it's horrible. It, and you know what? It, it got worse that you tried to explain it. It got worse. It, it got worse. Because it, it, it could have just been like, whatever, look, it's the stone. But now that you gave all the reasons why you should be called the stone, is all the more reason for us not to. Is the stone better than blue pants? Yeah. I didn't, what did you just say? I didn't hear you. Is the stone better than blue pants? No, there was a reason for that nickname. There's a reason and she got wildly over. Nobody's chanting for the stone. Nobody. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody named Klimazuski. Anyway, um, I want to start with AEW full gear this past Saturday. Um, I know like we, we just talked about it off the off the air. I'm the only one who actually saw it live. Um, this might have been the best pay-per-view that AEW has put out. From top to bottom, um, yeah, I'm not being I'm not being a dick when I say this. Is that saying much? Um, they've they've had some good shows. They've had a lot of good re- good matches. You know, a couple shows where we're like, wow, these two matches stole the show. Okay. Um, top to bottom, this card was very very solid. Gotcha. Um, they had eight really strong matches. Um, the weakest match was probably the Matt Hardy uh, compound match with Sammy Guevara, um, which I enjoyed, but it, it got a little crazy. Um, otherwise, every, everything was really good. They started off with Kenny Omega and Hangman in the championship of the number one contender tournament. Kenny Omega wins. He's the number one contender for John Moxley's title, who we'll get into Moxley's match in a little bit. Um, Omega's number one contender is huge. That's time. It is. It really is. So I was, I was gonna ask Clem. I was gonna ask you what you thought, but no, I was, no, I, yeah. If you, have, <laughs> that's why I paused. I said I saw highlights here and there, but I mean Kenny, like since they made Kenny Omega like a heel now, he's been fantastic. It's been very good with him as a heel, and him to go up against John Moxley. It's I mean, like you said, it was. I'm pretty sure we said this the last time we did a show. You know, it could have been real easy to give Kenny Omega the title right away and the Young Bucks and Cody and all this, all those guys. You know, you have to make it work for them. Matt, like you said, you know, you want to, like, build up some of these other no-name guys first. Like, you know, people only knew Dean Ambrose. They didn't know John Moxley, you know, and then they, they had him do it. 
Brian Cage, all the and Hangman Page, all these guys too. You know, they wanted to build them up. Yeah. Yeah, and MJF, a perfect example, Darby Allen, uh, Luchasaurus, all these dudes. And now, you know, this is the time where, you know, Moxley had a fantastic run with it, and now Kenny Omega is ready to take what I what I think is his. And I, I personally, Matt, you've heard me say this time and time again, I think Kenny Omega is one of the best in the world. Whether I think that or not, it's not, it, there's obviously an argument to be made. Yeah. I'll fall on the sword of Daniel Bryan, but yeah, I, Kenny Omega is incredible. Um so you would mention, you know, you get you had a year of building all these people, and now they're going to put Omega in the spotlight. Now the Young Bucks won the titles finally against FTR. On the opposite side, Cody dropped the TNT title to one of the hottest young stars in AEW, Darby Allen. No, that was a fantastic – I thought, again, same thing. Like, Cody doesn't need the title. You know, like he doesn't. And but a guy like Darby Allen, who's proved a lot of people wrong, it looks fantastic in the ring, and a badass too. Let's not forget that he's 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 the next, he's the new he's the best hardcore, whatever you want to say in in pro wrestling right now. He's fantastic. He's great. And him having the title is fantastic for him. He rolled him up, didn't he? The finish. Yeah, he rolled him up. Cody, Cody played the heel really well. Um, he didn't take him too seriously. He caught him off guard. Uh, but then after that, they've had a really good story the past year. Cody brought Darby Allen in to AEW. They had three or four matches before this weekend. Cody never lost. Or I should say Darby never won because I think there was one might have been a DQ. One was a uh, no contest or something like that. But Cody had two legit wins. Darby finally gets his. Cody awarded him the title. And then Taz showed up with Brian Cage and... Ricky Starks, it looks like we're going to get a tag team feud in the next couple weeks, which will be fun. Cody, uh, Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen. That's right, Cody Rhodes now. He got his name back. Oh, he did? He got his name back. WWE officially dropped it. And when they announced it, it was very fun. Justin Roberts was doing the ring introductions. And he said, you know, um, the American Nightmare, the Prince of Pro Wrestling – Cody Rhodes. So that was really fun. It got a big pop. Um, the Rhodes name back is awesome. So Cody Rhodes looks like we'll be teaming up with Darby Allen to take on Brian Cage and Ricky Starks the next couple weeks. Um, we talked about it a little bit before. The Young Bucks, they finally beat the – well, they finally wrestle FTR, Dax Hardwood, Cash Wheeler, formerly known as The Revival. The dream match happens. It exceeded all expectations. Young Bucks, the new tag team champions of all elite, all elite wrestling. Matt, you know my opinions on the Young Bucks. I think they by far are the best tag team in the world. AEW, WWE, NWA, Impact, whatever you want to call it, all these other wrestling promotions. Sure. sure. Bucks are the best tag team in the world. I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't see any highlights from this. But Matt, I'm going to take your word. You're a very very good uh, judgment of matches, so I'm going to go back and watch this full pay-per-view at some point this week. Maybe tonight. I have nothing else to do today. So, but Tonight's Wednesday. There's NXT and AEW. Yeah. Of, all the nights, of all the nights for you to go and watch old wrestling. Off today. Anyway. Matt, uh, I saw like the dirt sheets or something that like, I think the Revival were complaining about the build or something. What was the deal with that? I don't know if they're if any any of it's legitimate but the build 
on Dynamite wasn't great. Um, the build for over the past four years on the internet has been incredible. Yeah, while well, there was still a- two two great two teams that claim to be the best in the world in different worlds finally get together, put on a banger of a match for the championships. On TV, though, it was three, four weeks ago. There was a four-way tag team match, number one contender match. The Young Bucks won, and they might have had, like, one promo segment, and that was that. Okay. And it was it was all just – and, like, the, like I said, the card was stacked. So a lot of time was given to MJF and Chris Jericho with the inner circle. A lot of time was given to John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, rightfully so. But then the Young Bucks and FTR, they didn't get a lot of time. But they go out there for about a half hour, tore the house down. And then what I had seen is that it was, I don't remember, it was one of the two of FTR. I don't remember which one exactly. They tweeted something. It was, you know, we're burnt out. We finally, you know, we got the match we wanted. We'll see you guys later. Top guys out. Which some people just like, oh, maybe they'll take some time off. But what other people have kind of looked at it as is that maybe they're going to leave AEW. Not necessarily leave AEW, but because AEW allows guys the leeway to go wrestle in New Japan, perhaps they're going to want to do that because they came out in their gear, you know, it said uh, GTT 08, greatest tag team of all time. And they had four stars on their jackets, a red one that had the dates they won the Raw tag titles, a blue one for the dates they won SmackDown, yellow for NXT, gold for AEW. So people are saying, oh, they're going to want to go to New Japan, win those tag titles, go to Ring of Honor, go to Impact. Maybe they'll jump around a little bit at some point, go back to AEW, get a rematch with the Young Bucks. I'm all in on that. I think that's fun. I don't remember them as Raw or SmackDown. I know they they were obvious. I don't remember either either championship. Because WWE has terrible tag divisions. That's why. It's so. I think, I think they won it twice on Raw, once on SmackDown, and they were definitely a two-time NXT. No, I remember the one time they won it on Raw because, like, they were threatening to leave or whatever. And yes, yeah, I remember that. Vince is just like, "Oh, don't leave. Here are the tag titles." Yeah, the titles. Yeah, like a random Monday night. Yeah. Mark, prove my point to when I constantly come on here and say how b- terrible the tag divisions are. You have one of the best tag teams in the world, like the Revival, and you. An un- unmemorable run with the tag titles. They was- might beat Gallows and Anderson on Raw. Ooh. That might sound right. Gallows, Anderson, to them, New Day, Usos, The Bar, who else could it have been? That was it. That was it. <laughs> Those are all the possibilities. I'm, I'm going to Google it right now to see. But right. go on, Clement Mark. No, but yeah, it's to go to your point, like we have the revival, probably arguably top three tag team in all of professional wrestling. And, Mark, you were like, oh, I don't even remember. Yeah, because the WWE can't build a tag division. The only time I was ever interested in them was when they were, like, Randy's lackeys for, like, a month. I thought that was actually a good story. FTRKO. I think that's when they won the SmackDown titles, maybe. Maybe. That sounds kind of right. Maybe. Like, uh, Rand- Randy's, like, such an imposing, like, good heel. that When he has, like, two lackeys, like Legacy, for example, like, it's just like, this is so good. Like, everything he does is so well. And, uh, yeah. You find him out. Uh, all right, so the Raw Tag Team Championships. I'm coming up on it. Oh, this is this is bad. This couldn't have been more than three, four years ago. Maybe there's, um, maybe there's been big frauds. 
good hosting right here, Matt. I don't know why I can't find. Mike Francesa dead air. I'll Google it. Standard, I don't know why I can't find. Just the, very disappointed with you with dead air, Matt. I can't find it right now. Um, I I was just looking for like the title history. I I don't know why I couldn't find there it. Marvel defeated Big E and Xavier Woods at Clash of Champions. I found that one. That was SmackDown. Um. Yeah, that one was on the top of Google. I got that one, too. I didn't see who they beat for the Raw Tag Titles. Uh, the NXT Tag Titles, they beat... Bobby Bobby Roode and Chad Gable? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that sounds right. The second time, maybe, on Raw. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Let's continue. That sounds right. Uh, <laughs> Hawkins and Ryder. Oh, they, oh, no, they lost to Hawkins and Ryder yeah. at Mania. Yes. And then did they ever get it back, or was that it? The whole, that was probably it. The first time they, the first time the revival won it, they beat Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Then at WrestleMania, they lost it to Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Then a few months later, they lost it to and Ryder and Hawkins lost it to the revival again. And then yeah. they lost. Okay. And they dropped. All right. And then I know on NXT they beat the Vaude Villains, dropped it to American Alpha, won it back. Wow. Um, Tag. And, and then dropped it to DIY. Big NXT guy over here. Um, yeah, it's just – it's so funny that the Revival, FTR, they had this claim of being the best tag team around. They never got a chance to show it after they left NXT. And then they go to AEW, and they had, an inc- they had this incredible match. And the kicker on the match, they it was going back and forth the whole time. They lost because Cash Wheeler, and I was sitting watching it with my brother, and I said, I, ba- I guarantee you this is about to happen, and I was right. I called the finish. Cash Wheeler tried to hit a springboard 450, and Matt Jackson rolled out of the way, hit a super kick. Oh, and oh, and- no, Exactly. They stooped to the Young Bucks level, and that's what cost them the titles. Unbelievable. Incredible storytelling. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, but, I'm I'm happy the Young Bucks won. They fight, they deserve it. Honestly, they are the best tag team in AEW. So, very happy they they got the titles. Uh, the rest of the show, MJF beat Chris Jericho. He joins the inner circle. Um, Jericho after the match, like he shook his hands. He's like, "You're in, yeah." Him and Wardlow joining the inner circle. Um, oh, Wardlow. He- I didn't know Wardlow was Wardlow there. too, yeah. He Jericho made sure to say that. Uh Wardlow and Jake Hager, who came back the other night, kind of stared each other down. So now it's the four of them in the inner circle. Sammy kind of died in the Matt Hardy match. Like he like he lost, and then Matt Hardy threw him in a trash can and put him in the back of a truck and drove off. So Good. I, don't, I don't know. Um the hurricane was there, Gangrel was there. It was wild. Um, he put him in a truck and said, Senor Benjamin, take, take the garbage out. And then he drove off. Um, and Santana and Ortiz were with Sammy Guevara during that match. So we, it could be, you know, dissension with the inner circle and Sammy Guevara came, comes back. Maybe him and Santana and Ortiz go one side. Jericho, MJF with the two big guys go the other side. Who knows? Isn't that kind of like how the Bullet Club was run in New Japan? I'm not sure. I have no idea. But like, wasn't it like, hey, it's the Bullet Club, and then you have like the Elite, like kind of like kind of almost. 
I, I mean, I, not really. That was kind of afterwards. Uh, afterwards, it was Kenny and the Young Bucks. Okay. But um, it derives from the Bullet Club, yes. Um, but not similar. Anyway, um, the main event, Moxley retains in an I Quit match against Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, who's been incredible on the mic the past couple weeks. Moxley, who has as well. Um, a lot of people were annoyed that Eddie Kingston didn't win. This wasn't a spot for him to win. Just the fact that he was in the match and got the main event of a pay-per-view was big. Moxley choked him out with the barbed wire. People were like, oh, you know, he could have got out of that easy. Was, come, give me a break. John Moxley, still your AEW champion, as he should be. So, setting up for the match against Kenny, which the next pay-per-view is in February, Revolution. I don't know if they wait to the pay-per-view or maybe they do it on like a New Year's thing on Dynamite. Who knows? But again, like you said, Matt, like people were upset Kingston didn't win the title. He wasn't meant to win the title. He was meant to get put over by Moxley, and that's exactly what he did. He, Kingston came out and proved that, one, he could wrestle with Moxley. Two, he's a great talker on the mic. And three, he can wrestle in the rings. Like, that's all you needed to do with this guy, and that's why Moxley still has the title. You know? Look at me knowing stuff, Matt. Look, I'm just that's I was just I was just looking at Mark as you <laughs> as you were counting off and I just saw Mark kind of looking kinda, I don't know if he was looking at me or whatever he was looking. He he can go in the ring with Moxley was number one, sure. He can go he can talk, he can go he's probably a top three talker in wrestling, if not number one, agreed. And then you said he can go in the ring with anybody. <laughs> did say that yeah but if he could you, you didn't need to make a list right, let's go to raw i'm done with AEW. it's the issue yeah uh, so uh full gear finished dynamite tonight mjf officially joining the inner circle that'll be fun but we'll get to monday night raw riddle is the fifth man of the men's survivor series team on raw he beats jeff hardy and alliance in a second chance triple threat so we have captain aj styles he's loaded Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Riddle. It's a crazy team. That's a good team. It's very strong. There's no like weak link. You look at like SmackDown, like you see like Corbin, you see like Uso, like you see like there's no one on Raw. No, all five. I guess Riddle is the only guy you could say. Oh, maybe he's the weak, just based on booking. Yeah, even he's a savage. Yeah, and that, yeah, right on the other side. So you have Baron Corbin and Jey Uso, who, I mean, Uso's a main eventer at the moment. He's in the main event story. So he belongs in that match. And then you have Owens is legitimate and Seth Rollins is legitimate. Seth was really big. I thought Otis was going to get in that match. So Seth it was really important that Seth got in. I think I'm done with Otis. I, th- I think I'm done with him. We'll get, we'll get to him and Tucker in a little bit. I was um, never in on Otis, so that's fine. We can be done with him. I think he's, I think he was just funny. And it's, it, it's overstated its welcome. Um, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So Team Raw, uh, they've been doing these stories. They don't get along. Uh, the f- tag match they had was pretty much ex- the exact same thing as the triple threat from last week, except they added Riddle. Um, I think AJ sitting in the ring and screaming, was like, oh, why can't they get along? <laughs> that is hysterical. Yeah, hit by like four moves by accident. It was, it was funny. It was like really good. Uh, AJ's been very good at his role. Does anyone else love the bodyguard he has? Like, is it just me? He hasn't been given a name yet, right? 
Yeah, I, not that I know. It's just it's like, oh, AJ's enforcer, AJ's advocate, or his adversary. I feel like that man, like a lot. <laughs> they call AJ, like AJ's friend. Like I don't think they've said, oh, that's John. Like I'm, I'm ready for that dude to pop off. Like I'm like he just stands there, looks very scary. Like I would be like he's just he's so big. He makes everybody look so right. Like he can't really move. I doubt it. He he if he, could, if he could, that guy. I say that again, Clem. He powers over Braun. Yeah, he makes everybody look tiny. He look. I don't know. AJ's adversary, AJ's bodyguard, whatever. Um, I I like it. So do I. But if he gets hit, I don't know. Because, like, the guys the guys in on the Survivor Series team who he dwarfs, but, like, Braun, Keith Lee, and Sheamus, they wouldn't back down from that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you told me to put money on who would win in a fight, AJ's bodyguard or Keith Lee, Sheamus, or Strowman, I'm not picking the bodyguard. I'm picking one of those three. So, hopefully, they keep him – just kind of on the outside standing over people he's he's an intimidating presence who and i could be totally wrong he might be a total ass kicker which would be cool but we'll, we'll have to wait and see um to the main event story on raw drew mcintyre and randy orton in a six man this week randy orton miz and morrison versus mcintyre kofi and xavier woods drew mcintyre gets a win, big win hits the claim more on i think john morrison might have been the Miz, but I think it was Morrison. Randy got out of the ring. Um, Drew hasn't lost a step since losing the title. Um, I'm enjoying the backstage segments with Drew and Sheamus. Yeah. That's How really, do you guys feel about that? That's been really good. Um, it feels like it's leading to an, an eventual heel turn by Sheamus, but I think it's really good. Like It's just so like refreshing. You don't see like – it feels like natural. Like it doesn't feel staged. Like it feels like two buddies are just chatting about like Seamus is like frustrated. He wants Drew on the team. Drew's doing like a power positivity. State. It's just like funny. It's a, it's a good time. They do have a lot of history together um, before WWE. And um, you, you mentioned, oh, maybe a Seamus heel turn. Technically he is a heel. He's just friends yeah. with Drew McIntyre. Like a turn on Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Um, but that's what makes it cool. It's because it's not two baby faces being friends. It's a baby face who happen to be friends. Like that's not that that's such a foreign concept, but that's not something you see all the time on TV, right. especially in the WWE. Um, I would love to see a McIntyre Sheamus feud after Survivor Series, whether it's after Survivor Series or whenever McIntyre Orton Fiend kind of gets finished. Maybe have, that's how they'll take McIntyre out of that story by throwing Sheamus into it. Um, but I love Sheamus. I, like I say all the time, there's no more protected move in pro wrestling than the bro kick. Nobody gets up from the bro kick. No, yeah, you're right. But like, I'm sure Roman did. No, Roman lost the title to a bro kick. Yeah, but you're saying you never, Roman never kicked out a bro kick before. I probably did, but Roman, I, I don't Roman and Sheamus feuded for like four years. Forever. I don't it? know. Nobody kicks out of the bro kick. Prove me wrong. It's like if, if they do, like it only takes Sheamus one more time to do it. Like usually with like every all these other big guys, it takes like three claymores or six F fives. Like it takes Sheamus no more than two 
uh, broke kicks to do that. I'm just having a hard time. Seal hit the attitude adjustment and then roll through, hit a second one, and then get to the top of the turnbuckle, hit the avalanche attitude. You know, Sheamus, one broke kick, lights out. Anyway, um, talk about Drew and Randy. We didn't see Bray Wyatt on Raw this week. Fine. What's the deal with that? We don't need to see him every week. We saw Alexa. I mean. Yeah, we saw Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like, he wasn't – I don't think he was, like, really missed. Like, obviously, we'd love to see him, but like, I don't think there was any reason for him to be there this week. By the end of Raw, during that six-man tag, I was kind of, I kind of was like, wait, was he on the show this week? Is he going to come out at the end of this match? Like, I didn't – but how much could he do – is he going to come out at the end of the main event every single week and the yeah. show's going to go off the air with his face? It's he's a, you don't lose anything with him missing a week. Um, he could come back next Monday like nothing happened. I'm pretty interested in what they do next week in this title match. That's right. Yeah. McIntyre versus Orton next week on free television. That'll be the go home for Survivor Series. My gut says that Randy retains, but they could totally. Have Drew win? They got the Fiend get involved. Like maybe they want to see Roman versus Drew at Survivor Series. I don't know. Roman versus Drew and Roman versus Randy to me right now are both very appealing. Um, but I could also see a situation where the Fiend costs Orton the title, and then Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton are done with the championship, and they go do their own thing. Yeah. Which I feel like might be the best situation. My only thing with that is, and why did they have Randy win the title? So Bray Wyatt could cost him the title. But Bray Wyatt also could have just cost him his championship match when he was challenging for it. But who knows if they thought that far, maybe. Probably not. I don't know. Um, that's what I would do. I would have Bray Wyatt cost Randy Orton the title this Monday. You get McIntyre versus Roman, and then after Survivor Series, you can get right into Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Yeah, but where is this like? You know, where is this all like leading to? Because we all like know like rest like Survivor Series is really where it starts on the road to WrestleMania. You know, it's this is where some of the feuds have been be made and et cetera and down the line. So, like, I mean, the big rumor is that it's going to be Randy Orton versus Edge. So, like, you think that even fits into the storyline somehow, or? It still fits into the storyline, but that's another – the way I feel about Bray Wyatt shouldn't be around the championship. Randy Orton Edge doesn't need the championship. You figure Edge will get the win. Mm -hmm. Does Edge need to be WWE champion? No. no. If he wins the title, it would be a feel-good story. He'll have some good matches with some guys he hasn't been, gotten a chance to work with, but he can do that without the title where the championship in the WrestleMania spotlight could elevate, you know, if it's Drew McIntyre or if oh, – it's a bad example. He had the title all year. If it's AJ Styles in the title picture, if it's Keith Lee, oh. if it's the Hurt Business, whoever it is, where the WWE title doesn't need to be in the Bray Wyatt match. It doesn't need to be in the Randy Orton Edge match. I feel That's it. how I feel. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Bray Wyatt, this Survivor Series is 30 years of The Undertaker. And they're, billing it, they too. and they're billing it as 
The Undertaker farewell. Bray Wyatt doesn't have a match on Survivor Series. Let's say whatever the Randy, uh, excuse me, whatever the Undertaker thing is, if he comes out, cuts a promo, if he, whatever he does, here's how I would book this. Um, because Randy and Drew McIntyre aren't wrestling each other at Survivor Series. Oh, this is actually perfect. Bray Wyatt gets involved on Monday with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Drew gets the title back. Randy then wouldn't have a match at Survivor Series. Neither would Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. We don't see Randy Orton at Survivor Series. All the matches at Survivor Series are over. And then they do the Undertaker segment after all the matches. It closes the show. And he's out there by himself. And he's talking about how his career is finally wrapping up. It's over. And, you know, the, and the legacy of the dead man will rest in. And then the lights go out. And we see all the red smoke and all the shit. And the fiend comes out and stands up to the Undertaker. And then we get in the Undertaker's true last match at WrestleMania, he wrestles the Fiend. It's got to be a Firefly Funhouse, though. Like, you can't have like, a real match with the Fiend. I don't know how they'll do it, but I'm with you. There's the the, the Fiend character. What it's done for Bray Wyatt, it's gotten his wins back against all the people who he should have beaten. Yep. The Undertaker's last on that list. Uh, I like the idea. I don't think it's super creative. I'm sure I'm not claiming to be the first man who ever said that, but I like the idea. There's, that's how I'd book it. But the, like, but say it, it messes up again. Like, say he has because we all saw the Undertaker documentary. You know, he didn't like the way it ended with him and Roman or whatever match it was. I forgot what match it was. He didn't like it, so he came back. Him and Roman, and then him and Goldberg. Yeah, he, he was just a, a continuous cycle of. You know, I didn't like this match. I didn't like that match. The age yep. ended perfectly. It was perfect. Even if it was staged or not, I don't care. It was perfect. I don't, don't think the Undertaker needs to come back at all. And it's long- Mark, what do you got? It doesn't have to be like the last thing with the Undertaker. Like, I know like it would be really nice if he did go away after this, but like it was a perfect wrap-up for John with the Firefly Funhouse, but he's going to come back eventually. It's going to happen. Like, yeah. Fiend could go over Undertaker here, the Undertaker could come back like two years or something. Like, Obviously, he'll be like sixty at that point. Like, but it, it can still happen. It doesn't have to be like the the retirement. But Clem, as long as the Undertaker's around, you'll always have that possibility of, oh, that match wasn't too good. He wants to give it one more shot so he can make it up. I get that. You're but- always gonna have that if he's around. Even if the potential Undertaker Bray Wyatt match is a boneyard Firefly Funhouse type deal, at least you get something out of it. I get that, but I just I just figure, you know, and I like the idea, Matt. Don't get me wrong, I like I, th- I think the idea is good, but I just figure, you know, he went out on top against AJ. Seventy five percent of people like the match. End it there. End it there. It's- you know what I actually would like more than. Undertaker Bray Wyatt. Same scenario. Undertaker comes out at the end of the show. But instead of Bray Wyatt, it's AJ Styles. 
Oh, I thought you were going to say Sting. And they run back AJ versus Undertaker, the match that the Undertaker specifically asked for, and they get to do it for real one last time. AJ pins the Undertaker and retires him in the middle of the ring. I don't hate it. I don't, again, I don't hate these ideas. I just want to see the I just don't want the Undertaker to go out, have another shitty match, and then be like, oh, you know what? I got to have nine nine more knee surgeries before I come back and redeem myself again. You so know? then because of that, would you prefer he's just gone? Unfortunately, like, look, I would love – I pop every time the Undertaker comes out. I do. I love it. You know, it's amazing, and I love watching the Undertaker on my TV when he comes on. But I don't want a sour taste in my mouth because you saw it, you know, after the Saudi shows and the Goldberg matches and all this shit. It's like – Undertaker, we just want you to retire, man. Like you, you don't have to prove anything to us. We already love you. We made a legacy on it. You know, it's you don't have to do anything. I get why he wanted to come back because those matches did suck. The AJ match did not suck. He went out on top of it. It was a great match. Great promos leading up to it. So I just, I figure, you know, I, I just don't want the, the risk of him doing it again and then be like, up oh, shitty match. Who am I gonna face next time? Oh, you know what? Let me call up Sting because that match hasn't happened yet. I don't agree with, I don't disagree with you for a second. But the fact that they're billing The Undertaker for Survivor Series, there's no shot that he comes out, cuts a promo, says goodbye, and that's it. And I get that. There's no shot that this is actually The Undertaker's farewell. I don't buy that. So me fantasy booking, oh, this story with Bray Wyatt or this story with AJ Styles is because of this idea that it looks like he's not done. Yeah. If it turns out that this is, is really it, then it is what it is. But I don't think it is. And I get, like I said, I like the idea. Don't get me wrong. I like the idea of the Undertaker versus AJ again, or the Undertaker versus Athena. You know, I like it. I just don't want to see it become shitty. And be like, oh, you know what? Let me have my 8,000 8, back surgery so I can go wrestle AJ in three years. I just don't want to see that again. That's the problem. Like you, like I felt really bad for him watching the, uh, the last ride documentary. Like I felt really bad. Like he was like, oh, I have to go out there and do it again. I'm like, you don't though. <laughs> you don't have to. I hear you, Clem. Um, we'll move on from the undertaker. You know what? I really enjoyed on Monday night. I'm interested. Mustafa Ali versus Ricochet. Okay. I thought you were going to say uh, Tucker becoming a two-time 24-7 champion. Garbage. Um, I'll get to that in a second because I have an opinion on that. That was a great match, Ali and Ricochet. Take away retribution. Take away everything they've done with the Hurt Business and the way that the booking has fallen flat. Mustafa Ali and Ricochet are both stars in the making. All they need is an opportunity. This time on Raw this past Monday – was an opportunity. They both looked incredible. Ali gets the win with the Koji clutch, which I love. A great finish. He can yell all of his propaganda, everything while he's submitting his opponent. Big fan. And, but this is a good step in the right direction for retribution as a whole. Yep. They want a match. They want a match. And then next week, if they have, T-Bar beats such-and-such guy in a one-on-one match, and then Mace the next week. And if they just compile a couple of wins and stay away from the Hurt Business. Yeah. 
if I understand why they didn't want to put them on separate shows. I get you want them both on Monday night. Keep them separate. There's no re- the retribution. Retribution already has stuff going on. Bobby Lashley is preparing for Sami Zayn. Cedric and Shelton Benjamin have a title match with the New Day. Perfect. I think that's this week, right? So, like, the Hurt Business have stuff going on. Let Retribution continue to just pick up wins. Singles matches, tag team matches, just let these guys look good. Mustafa Ali looked great on Monday night, and so did Ricochet. And it's a shame that, you know, where is he going to go from here? But the spotlight was for Ali and Retribution. Do you think Ricochet is going to eventually join Retribution? I... I don't know because I don't. I I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. But on Clem, what do you got? I'd rather Ricochet join the Hurt Business. Like, and what I was just about to say is that you had the whole story of oh Ricochet, we want you in the Hurt Business. Then he won a match to. It's like he won the match for them to leave him alone, and then we're gonna get the same story with Ricochet and another stable. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm so out on retribution. It's not even funny. Love Mustafa Ali. Love Mustafa Ali. Out on everyone else. Like, I feel like if they wanted him to be like this bad, he could have been this badass without retribution, without T Bar and uh, Spanky, and I don't know all the other names. Like, and Mia Yim, obviously. He wasn't. He wasn't taken seriously enough prior to this. Like, it's still a joke, but like, I think, I think the fashion was a good idea. They just got booked terribly. Because you know what it, it like, yeah, it got booked terribly. Like it was just like, oh, like hey, you have these badasses who are you know trying to literally burn down the performance center. You know, okay, we're gonna draft them to Raw. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give them contracts for burning all of our stuff and breaking into our TV production studios. You know, but we will get we'll pay them money. You know? It was just it was the her business. They shouldn't have done anything with her business. I think you know like. I was already I was already out on it when they started, but I was like, you know what? Maybe if they get some wins here, you know, they beat the hurt business, you know, they get a couple wins, but no, they lost immediately. Losing, yeah, that's the problem, you know, and that's why I'm so, I was so done with them. You know, but I mean, look, I want to be brought back. I mean, I was never in on them, but like, bring me back to like, okay, you know, you're doing something with them, do something like that at least. Hopefully, this can get the ball rolling. I am so in on Mustafa Ali. Yes. You said the name wrong. It's Mustafa. That's right. Oh, no. I've been try. I've been trying to like get myself to say it that way, and then to- just so I can be like, yeah, his name's Mustafa Ali. It sounds a lot more like angry and aggressive. Is that really how they pronounce it? Like, that's, well, no, that's how he pronounces it. Oh, I had I had no idea. As of, I mean, it's only happened. I've noticed as of recently, but that's how he. That's what he calls himself, Mustafa. Mustafa Ali, which if that's his name, great. That's what they should call him on commentary. They have. Um, I know. Um, I am so in on Mustafa Ali, and I love the guys they put picked to be in Retribution. I'm not giving up. Just give me a reason to stick around. This was a huge step in the right direction. What are you going to give me this Monday? Me, I am losing. I feel. I think she hasn't wrestled at all. That's what I was about. You know what I really hate? Everything involving the Raw Women's 
five person Survivor Series team. Everything, every ounce of it. The entire Raw Women's Division is in shambles. The thing is, like, I don't like any of the five people. That's like, I don't say like Mandy, but like, it doesn't matter anymore. They do, they play with Dana Brooke. They do like some dumb like gimmick now, where they they both flex to the top of the ramp. Like, it just doesn't do anything for me. None of them. I, I think I said it last week. It's just the people that aren't on the team are so much better than the people who are on the team. None of them matter. Nia Jax is is a star, so she's on the team. I enjoy Shayna Baszler a lot, and only until recently did they start kind of handling her better on the main roster. Otherwise, I mean, you do have the white the white meat baby face Lana. Everybody loves her. Oh. Every week, she's put through this table, and they're like, "Are they cheering for her yet?" No, they will not cheer for her. It. It's just the storytelling. My favorite thing about Lana is that when she's on the apron and gets pushed out of the ring, the way she bumps out of the ring, she kind of just hesitates and jumps and lands on her feet and then just falls down. She's just not good. Yeah, it's like she's not even like, you know, like if she was like, you know, good on the mic, all right, you might be able to sell me a little bit. Well, hold on, hold on. When, when she first came around with Rusev and she was the ravishing Russian and she, all she, she spoke in Russian and all she did was, you know, bark orders for Rusev, she, that was perfect. That was fine. Yeah. Anything after that yeah. has just been atrocious. And she didn't talk a lot in that role. Like she, when she spoke, it was meaningful. But now she, she talks a lot and it's bad. Yeah, exactly. You're giving her too much to do and it's terrible. Uh, I, I'm so like I think this is, and I said this, you know, I think last time we did a show, I think this is only just a matter of time before it's like, oh, Lon is too injured to wrestle. He's gonna come out of the Survivor Series. Ronda, Charlotte, whoever it is, it's it's gonna they be need Charlotte. It's probably gonna be Charlotte as much well, as like, you know, it's probably gonna be. Charlotte. But you know what? I don't even think any of that's gonna happen. No, neither do I. Because, because uh, the reason I was about to be like, yeah, they need Charlotte. But they don't need Charlotte because who's on SmackDown? Bianca Belair and Ruby Riot are on the team right now. But Sasha's not going to be on the team. She's the champion. Bailey at this point hasn't been in a match or anything. She's still been with Sasha. Who? So it's not like. So what are you going to give Natalia? I don't even know what other women are on SmackDown. Natalia, Tamina, and Liv Morgan. Carmella, they're gonna put Carm- Carmella. Like Raw doesn't even need Charlotte or whoever, because you know it's that team isn't big either. Well, apparently to go off of you know since we're talking about this, did you guys read the? I think it was the rumor or article that uh, Mandy Rose is now injured. I I saw that and it was oh look Nia Jax injured somebody else. I watched it. She threw her out of the ring. Mandy Rose got caught on the ropes and landed on her arm. Uh, it wasn't Nia Jax's fault. If Mandy's actually hurt, who knows? It didn't look too serious. Uh, whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, if... At this point in time, it means nothing. It does, but, you know, they might just have... They're going to... If, if it's a serious enough injury, they're going to have to replace her on the tag team, so... And they'll say, hey, look, here's... 
Lacey Evans. It's not going to be anything huge. Here's Nikki Cross. No, I love Nikki Cross, man. Whatever. Um, Whatever. Yeah. Last thing on Raw, the the 24-7 shenanigans. I have to talk about them just because of Tucker. Two-time 24-7 champion. Tucker cut such a good promo after he turned on Otis. And then the next night on Raw, he jobbed to Ricochet in 45 seconds. The week later, he was in this 24-7 Michigas of a seven-man match. Tucker's buried. There's no more for Tucker. And that's ridiculous. Shame. True shame. It was all just to get the briefcase off of Otis. The only reason it was on him at the first place, because they struck while the iron was hot. They said, this guy's funny. People like him. When in reality, the story only worked because people wanted to see him with Mandy Rose. Once they took Mandy Rose out of the equation, Tucker got boring. Uh, Otis got boring. It was... Uh, I mean, like, it was just such a disappointment. Like, people actually liked Heavy Machinery, you know? Again, another tag team that got unfortunately disbanded. The WWE does not have no other one tag te- the run tag teams. And again, like, I liked the idea of Otis with the, te- with the money in the bank. Different, you know? It's something that we, we haven't seen, you know? It's always like the big name superstars, like a Dolph Ziggler. John Cena, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, etc. It's always the bit. It's always those. I like that you just put Dolph Ziggler in this. Not only was he the first name that came to your mind with big name superstars, but you put him in the same breath as John Cena, Randy Orton, and Rey Mysterio. Well, I mean, Dolph Ziggler has earned that point. Earned that at this point. Your point being that he was a money in the bank holder. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. but I mean. But and I've said this time and time again to you guys, like this just I think this just discredits the how awesome the money in the bank is, you know, and it's was it four out of the last five cash ins or three out of the last four were failures. This is technically another failure of a cash in because the winner is not cashing in. I disagree. Let's see what happens with the Miz. If the Miz has a sweet run for the next couple months and then takes the title off somebody, I'm in. I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not. Like, I like the Miz, but since he's been with Morrison, they haven't been like heels. They've been like goofy heels. It's They're like kind of a comedy deal. Yeah. It's like, like these guys can be the best talkers and the best heels in the company, but they're not doing that right now. You know, I don't know if it's just like you know, like. Oh, Miz has the new the new season of Miz and Miz is coming out, so we kind of need him to be funny and so some people. Will he's Mister USA Network. Yeah, he's Mister USA Network. So I mean, I like I don't know. I I just I'm just not feeling Miz with the title. Granted, I wasn't feeling Otis with the title either. But at least with him, you could have like him and Tucker. You could have done like, oh, let me cash in on the tag belts. Like not, again, not that's, good, that's a mistake. Not good, but different. I like Miz with the briefcase. I got to see what happens with it before you call this briefcase a failure. That's how I feel about it. Um, let's get off a of raw. A couple things on SmackDown. Sasha retains against Bailey and then got attacked by Carmella. Yep. So it looks like Carmella might be the next challenger for Sasha Banks. Why should I care about Carmella? Oh, when you say it like when you say it like that, it's kind of mean. 
but like, because she's got a fresh coat of paint. Why should I be like, mm, this that this is a quality component for Sasha Banks? Well, we gotta wait and see. Maybe she cuts a good promo on SmackDown, talks about her intentions. But like, we obviously know Sasha's not dropping the belt right now, so like, it's kind of just a it's a one-off deal, sure, but. Carmella, they did this whole untouchable thing. Who is she? Oh, my God. And it's Carmella. When in reality, has anything about her character changed? She wears... She dyed her hair. She wears red and she dyed her hair. She's got the same look. She wears the same gear. I'm sure she'll... She has the same music. I'm okay. sure she'll she walk. It, so what was the point? Look, at least... They're doing something with it, you know. When they did the same thing for Liv Morgan, died off in a week. I mean, at least they're I think, doing something with it. I think the problem is the champions are Asuka, and it was Bailey forever. Now it's Sasha. Like, it's not the time for a Carmella or for a Lacey Evans for one of these like upper mid card girls to be the champion. It's not the time. It's, you know, you're right. But again, like, like we said on a past show, I think like three weeks ago when we did it. You know, the history with Sasha is she doesn't hold the title very long. You know, and I, I doubt she loses to Carmella. But that's- well, that's why they did this match against Bailey right away. She got the title defense out of the way, which makes but, sense. But again, let's not forget Carmella is a former, cha- uh, a former champion, two time money in the bank winner. I forget that. So she is a little bit credible. Shout out Jimmy Ellsworth. Oh, that was good stuff. I I just (laughs) I don't I don't care about Carmella right now I don't care about I don't want to say that I don't care about Carmella any more than I did before so you got to give me something if you're gonna put her in a legitimate feud with Sasha Banks or guess what maybe they don't maybe they have one match this Friday Sasha beats her and then that's it who knows um we mentioned before a couple names get added to the Smackdown Survivor Series team on the men's side Joining Jey Uso and Kevin Owens are Baron Corbin, who beat Mysterio, and Seth Rollins, who beat Otis. Still one spot left on that team. Who do you guys think it goes to? I think Murphy. I wouldn't be. I feel like it being Murphy or Ray. I thought Ray was going to beat Corbin. That made more sense to me to put Mysterio and Seth on the same team. Mm-hmm. Or if not, Ray, Dominic. Right. I'd like to see Dominic be the fifth guy, but I don't know if they're going to put him in the main event up against AJ Styles and Sheamus and Keith Lee. But he did get put in the – his debut was against Seth Rollins, so who knows. I think it's going to be Lars just because of the fact that he's building them up week after week, you know, as the – and plus, you need that big brute force to go. I mean, to go. That's against- a good point. The raw team's huge. Exactly. So you need that big brute force, which is Lars Sullivan. I think it'll be Lars too. Why won't it be Alistair Black? Why? Where's he been? Because I don't care about Alistair Black. Like you don't care about Carmella. I could give two shits about Alistair Black. I feel like those are two. Your look. That's your opinion, and that's fine. But I feel like those are two wildly different claims. It is, it's fair based on how they treated him. That's what I, that's what I, sure. That's I, I agree with you, but it's that's a shame because I loved Alistair Black, loved everything about Alistair Black, and was so hyped when he got called up to Raw. I'm like, oh yeah, let's go, Alistair Black on Raw, and it was pff, terrible. Garbage. It was a layup. 
It was a layup for them to make him a star. At least you the- thought he was going to win three tag titles on WrestleMania week. <laughs> I did think that, yes. He said Alistair Black and Ricochet are going to win all three I tag remember, titles. I remember. I think I was one who finally called him out. And I was sitting in the room, and I was like, wait a minute. You said he's going to win all three of them. And like, we all like paused and like waited like put it all together. It's like, yeah, you did say that. And we didn't notice it until the end at the WrestleMania predictions. Like, wait, you think they're going to win it on SmackDown and then win it here? I, I thought I was going to be a, a right with at least one of them. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't win anything. Um, it's called like hedging and betting. Yeah, Lars Sullivan probably is the answer. Um, I want to talk about these Lars Sullivan interview segments. We don't have to. The, I do want to, though, <laughs> quickly. Because you're shirtless in this one, the story, the idea, I love. No, you don't. No, listen, listen. It, him as the the person in the spot and the execution has been terrible. It's it's hard to watch, but the story of you know the bigger guy, funny looking getting bullied as a kid and now he's a dick that's a real story that's not make-believe that happens to normal people the way that the story is told how he's like they used to bully me on the playground and then uh, all you could hear was their screams i killed I, he said he killed them pretty and much and then i got expelled right the execution is it's hard to watch it's and it's borderline disgusting First week, first week he's wearing a polo next to uh, next to Graves. Graves. Week he's just shirtless next to Cole. Like, what are we doing here? Come on, we got to find like a. I don't know. But I, it's it's another story like the Tucker story that at the ground floor, I enjoy. I like the premise. Let's see where it goes, and the spot it's going is just disturbing. Next week, he's going to be business casual with uh, Byron Saxton, like chatting about some nonsense. It's going to be sick. I'm sure Lars will be the guy. On, on Survivor Series, he'll stand toe to toe with Braun Strowman. Lars, the freak. I don't know if I texted you guys this. Maybe I didn't say it on the air at all. The reason they changed Riddle's name, and the reason they're thinking of changing Lars Sullivan's name to the freak, is because of all of their legal trouble and all the shady stuff they've done. And so, if you Google their name, you doesn't come up. But if you Google Riddle, you're going to have to Google Riddle WWE and then Matt Riddle is going to come up anyway. But so they might just call our Sullivan the freak. Well, you might as well just bury him at that point. Which would put it way over the top if it hasn't already been there. Um, It's terrible. He's the freak, the freak, the freak. A couple weeks ago, I was watching SmackDown with my dad. And every time somebody on commentary said the word freak or freaky or whatever, I screamed, the freak. They said, he's freaky, freak, freak accent, the freak. And after a couple of times, my dad looked at me, he's just like, shut up. And I'm like, this is what the commentary team is doing. That's what they're feeding them. Like, in a two-minute match, it was said like 17 times. I will say, I think the freak accident is a really good name for a finish. I agree. That's I good agree. Thing. Every other use of the word freak, Not good. miserable. Matt, when you watch this, uh, when you watch SmackDown on Friday, you got instead of just saying the freak, you got to take a shot every time it says it. You got to tell us how drunk you get. 
That's dangerous. It's very dangerous. So a couple weeks ago, so a couple weeks ago, I read that the only person on SmackDown that Vince McMahon has any interest in, in pushing right now is Lars Sullivan. Today, I read something that says a little different. Is it Aaliyah? Vince McMahon is so impressed with Aaliyah Mysterio. Awesome. I love that. She's 19, you know. She's only 19. What has she done? She's naive. She's 19. Just because I read because of the fact that she's had, like, she didn't train at the performance performance center. She has no acting training. They kind of just said, hey, here's a microphone on live television. That's not like cut a promo, really, has she? Like, No, she just said, dad, I love him. He's not like Seth. That's it. Dom, Dom stop pushing him. Um, Dominic Mysterio is still, like, my favorite wrestler. He's so much fun. He needs to wrestle more. He's good. Um, when was the last time he wrestled? I don't know. I was hoping that, because, like, Corbin jumped Mysterio or something, and Mysterio was hurt going into the match. I was hoping Dominic would take Ray's place and beat Corbin, and Dominic would be on the team. Anyway, um, Aaliyah, Mysterio, and Buddy Murphy. Murphy. I hope we get a wedding angle. I hope we get a wedding. That's what it feels like, right? Seth will probably be the guy who puts them together. And then I want it. I want to see this wedding angle so bad. I don't. It's awesome. Yeah. Because at this point, it's not going to end. It should have been over already. It's never going to end. The Mysterios and Rollins. But now that it's not, just dive deeper and deeper. Hey, I'm cool with it. It's good. They're going to have their wedding at WrestleMania. Awesome. If Seth Rollins um, involved in a wedding segment in WrestleMania, that's his WrestleMania. Let's, I mean, let's not get crazy. Like, but it's been gone for six months. Let's not get crazy. Maybe, maybe is it more than six months now? Uh, Survivor Series five. It's like five ish. Insanity. Yeah, that's wild. Every week for five months. That's crazy. Um, more storylines. My get- last question about SmackDown. Why isn't Daniel Bryan going to be the fifth man on the Survivor Series team? He could be. I'm a little annoyed. What is? I don't know. They didn't need Jey Uso to beat Daniel Bryan. He needed to beat somebody that could take a loss that is credible, that the fans like. He could have beaten Rey Mysterio. Could have beat Rey. That's a good point. He could have beaten... It feels like... I don't even know who else is on. Oh, you know who else could be the fifth guy? What about Big E? Yes. Yes, that could all. They already like forgotten about him. Probably. Um, but when we were, you know, we were trying to guess our uh, who was going to be on the SmackDown team. I'm pretty. We all said Biggie. We all said Biggie. Uh, but my point, actually, back to my point. Well, like Daniel Bryan came back, and he's just like, "Oh, Daniel Bryan's back." It, It doesn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. It might be like. the, the rumors that they're going to go Roman versus Daniel Bryan after this, but they didn't do anything to make us think that that's a big deal. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. Like, Matt, I know you're going to say, you know, you think, you know, Brian, Daniel Bryan is the best in the world. So, yeah. I believe so, yes. Yeah, so he should be on. In reality, yeah, he should be. But, like, again, like, I don't know why he hasn't, to your point. Yeah, I don't. 
generally have no idea. Maybe it's just terrible booking by Fox or Adam Pierce, whoever's making these bookings on Adam Pierce, the uh, Pat Buck looking being the one eye that sees all. He's just in charge of everybody. Well, yeah. I, I think Daniel Bryan should be on the team just so we can see Daniel Bryan versus AJ, Daniel Bryan versus. Riddle and Keith Lee, just whoever's on the team, whatever. Um, I want to finish up talking about NXT. A couple things. We haven't talked about this Pat McAfee stable unofficially calling themselves, calling themselves the kings of NXT, the kings of the brand. McAfee, Pete Dunne, Dan Birch, Oni Larkin. Super cool. Pat McAfee seems like he's just having a lot of fun. He's obviously good on the mic. Um, hopefully, we get war games, and this is the deal. Is that what Survivor Series? That's what it's always been, but they're not doing a TakeOver Survivor Series weekend. They're waiting till December 6th. Okay. I don't know if they could do war games in the Performance Center or wherever they might be. Uh-huh. So they might not be able to. Um, but it seems that, like, whatever the stipulation we're going to get this forum for. You think we get a uh, survivor series, like go home invasion with Raw and SmackDown with like COVID happening. Uh, Oh, that's a good point. Um, Well, they've seemed to not really care. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see one this week on SmackDown. Like, on on Raw, SmackDown comes in, and then on SmackDown, Raw comes in. Yeah. Um, it would be smart not to because of, obviously, because of COVID, like you brought up. Um, I don't think that would stop them at this point. I agree. Yeah, it's. I think it'll be fun, but I always, I always love the invasions. Those are always are. Yes, it's absolutely. It's 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 so the invasion is what made Becky Lynch. Yeah. It's what put her over the top when Nia Jax broke her nose. Yeah. A um, couple things on NXT. It looks like Tommaso Ciampa had a face turn last week. He beat the Velveteen Dream, Public Enemy number one. And then after the show went off the air, he cut a big baby face promo about how oh, about the fans and we miss you. And NXT is the fans. And Johnny Gargano has a is defending his North American title tonight. Tonight is Wednesday against a mystery opponent, what are the odds we just get Gargano and Champa and they run that back? I'm fine with that. I say do it in a heartbeat. I've, I do it definitely because, what, they faced each other three times? In the past. So many times. So many, but I think, what was it, 99% of the time, Champa has been the heel. Exactly. Gargano was never the full heel with Champa's as a babyface. So I, I, w- I wouldn't hate it. And, you know, like... I know people love to complain, like, oh, we've seen this match a thousand times. But at least with this, we, we know we're going to get something good out of it. You know, like, we know it's going to be good. So I don't mind watching that. So I didn't mind watching Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic wrestle each other. Hey, Keith Lee and T-Bar. Yeah, T-Bar. Uh, T- hey, Flapjack. Yeah, Flapjack, Slappy, and, T- and, T- and T-Bag. Um, did we ever find out who was wearing the, uh, the screen mask? No. And this past week... Um, the scream mask person was in the monster truck with Candice LeRae when she ran over Shotzi Blackheart's tank. Um, so 
the easy answer is that it would be Indy Hartwell, which would be so boring. I don't know who that is. She, she's a – Clem, do you also not know who that is? I don't know who that is. That's why you raised your hand. Um, she's, she's a wrestler on NXT. She's pretty much only been a jobber. But after the Tegan Knox stuff, like when she broke her TV, their TV, it was like, oh, look, we got this new TV. Who's it from? Oh, it's from Indy Hartwell. And, like, she did a couple things for them. So that's the easy answer. I hope that's not the case. Um, what are the chances? Because that, uh, that's kind of boring. What are the chances it's Tessa Blanchard? Zero. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> no chances. Was it not a man? I thought it was a man. <laughs> I don't – well, it came up twice. It, uh, it, it could be two different people maybe. Was, I don't know. It was a guy for – uh, for, the Garga- for the Gargano Damian Priest match, it looked like a big dude. It was a big body, yeah. Um, my last point: Who is Finn Balor going to wrestle at this next takeover? Assuming he's cleared, because he had the the jaw injury. I, I, December sixth is what three and a half, four weeks. Got to be Indy Hartwell. That's true. It I, might be. It's wide open, but you know, everyone has their own thing going on right now. You know, Champa has, you know, it could be Champa for all we know, but you know, it could be, you know, Gar- I think that's the safe bet. Safe bet, yeah, is Gar- is Champa. I wouldn't be surprised if they gave Cameron Grimes a shot. So, to the moon, I, you know, I dislike him. Love Cameron Grimes. I dislike him a lot. I like him when he says, Cameron Grimes. Do you just, do you just not like Cameron Grimes because he looks all smelly? He looks like a homeless dude that they just picked up from the side of the road. Is that the only, seriously, is that the only reason you don't like him because of what he looks like? Yes. I figured. Yeah. Um, Adam Cole on TV tonight. Is he going to show up? I think. Uh, I would assume, or I would hope that we're going to get some on his speed or error. We haven't seen them in a couple weeks since this McAfee stable came out. I mean, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't hate if Cole ran it back another time for the title. Well, he, it, looks, it looks like he's going to be preoccupied now. With this Pat McAfee shenanigan. Um, Champa's a good choice. Maybe we see Damian Priest go up from the North American title. Um, yes, Clem is raising your hand. Is it possible that the Miz, the, the Miz cashes in on Finn? I, I don't see why it wouldn't be allowed, but I can't see it happening. Okay. Just for a story perspective, why would the Miz ever cash in uh, for the NXT title? I don't know. I mean, it's different. If it was like KO or like some of the history, I'd be like, yeah, that makes with sense. NXT history or history with Finn Balor, the Miz doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, my guess is Kushida. Yeah. I think Kushida, he got a win over Cameron Grimes okay. this past week. They've been building him up a little bit. Every couple weeks, um, that would be fun. Or if at some point they could finally get Walter to the States and finally do Walter versus Finn Balor. Did you guys watch Walter's match last week against Ilya Dragunov? No. It was ridiculous. Go watch it. So, Matt, do I watch AEW or NXT tonight? Tonight? Um, I I mean, I plan on watching both at some, some way. Watch AEW live, you DVR NXT. I watch AEW live and watch NXT on my computer as AEW is going on because it's easier for me to pull up NXT on my computer. You're real diehard. 
shout out that USA Network website. You're a wrestling diehard, you know that? I got I gotta get my content in. Gotta get gotta watch the product. The product. Um anything else you guys have to say? We've got a week and a half till Survivor Series. Yeah. We'll come back next week with uh, predictions. Yeah. Oh, Survivor Series. Um, they're not saying the one night a year on SmackDown go head to head. Best versus the best. Because that's not even true anymore. Right. Best versus best. Which I kind of hate. <laughs> I don't love it. I got one thing to say about you know Survivor Series and the women's the Raw women's for the most part. And we could not get at, through an episode without Chris Klim. Some call the stone. Most don't. We couldn't get through an episode without him bringing up Ronda Rousey. I was actually not going to mention Ronda Rousey, but thank I don't you. believe you. But what do you got? I was like, what are the chances that you know? Say you know Lana does be on the team. What are the chances she is the sole survivor for Team Raw? I would say more than fifty percent. Decent, decent odds, unfortunately. Come on, I don't know if she'll be. I don't know if she'll be the sole survivor, but she'll survive. You think she'll pin the like? Last? Maybe it's her, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler. And then they put her to the table afterwards. Exactly, because this clearly is not going to be done by Survivor Series. <laughs> but yeah, it is possible. Let's say the final. It's you know, it's Nia Jax or no, Nia Jax is already. Let's say it's Shayna Baszler and Lana, and then Bianca Belair is left on SmackDown, and Bianca Belair does something super impressive and pins Shayna Baszler, and then Lana comes from out of nowhere and rolls her up. Yeah, I. I would bet good money that that happens. I do, yeah. I I'm retracting my original statement. I do think Lana will be the sole survivor. Oh, why? You know why? Because she's a mega babyface. She's the biggest babyface in the world. It's also super weird. They they announced the full Raw team like two weeks ago, and they've had two people qualify for SmackDown. They announced the full Raw team in one night. The the night after Hell in a Cell. Yeah. SmackDown doesn't care. SmackDown has, has Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair, which are a great starting point, but you need three more people in a week. Because who else is on that brand? Liv Morgan? Well, Natalia's going to eventually get in. She keeps losing qualifying. Two matches. She's going to get in. Ugh. I guess Bailey has to get in now, right? Carmella's going to get in. I don't know. Oh, by the, way, by the way, Lana's not going to pin Bianca Belair to win. She's going to pin her former BFF, the best of all time, hashtag boat, Natalia. Garbage. God, I, I'm throw- But that, that's what they're going to do. She's going to pin her best friend. Already throwing up. This is terrible. I don't, I'm not the one who makes the final decisions. I'm, I'm just the one who says this is what they're going to do. And then they go do it. Oh, all right. that's, all, that's all I have, fellas. That's all I had to say, too. Be back next week for predictions. Yep, Lana, the white meat baby face coming through to Survivor Series. All right, boys. For Chris Klim, for Mark Sanger, I'm Matt Weinstein. Once again, this has been another episode of the Phenomenal Forum.